Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. This episode is part one of an interview that I did on Ricky Van Stewart's Broadcast His Love podcast. She's one of my favorite podcast buddies, and I encourage you to check out her podcast, Broadcast His Love, for all of her episodes. But we're going to be talking in this first part about how and why you should fix your eyes on Jesus, and quite a lot about Jesus' sacrifice for us. And there's an amazing encounter at the end of this episode. In the second episode, we'll be talking about three ways that you can switch from your perspective into Jesus's by fixing your eyes on Jesus. So I hope you enjoy it. She's an award-winning Christian author, facilitator of God's best plans, teacher, and disciple maker. She has a doctrine in Christian leadership and discipleship, which is pretty awesome. Um, huge benefit to us because we always get to learn something new from Dr. Patty. So how are you today? I'm wonderful. It's always fun. So fun. And for you who's listening, we're going to have fun today. We're going to talk about how to fix your eyes on Jesus and why. Mm -hmm. Before we started recording this episode, Dr. Patty told me something that absolutely blew my mind. And she's like, well, this isn't what we plan to talk about today. And I'm like, I know, but we have to share this talking about what Jesus actually looked like, because we want to fix our eyes on Jesus. Scripture tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. And you were telling me earlier, no, we don't want to fix our eyes on like a thing, we fix our eyes on a person and his name is Jesus. So tell us a little bit about what you were sharing with me because I had to push record. People have to hear this. We were talking about why should we fix our eyes on Jesus, you know, and God is a, he's a Trinity. You know, God is actually Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The reason we say, hey, picture Jesus because he was a real person. I mean, the Holy Spirit is breath and wind and all that And so, and then I asked Ricky, I go, and do you want to know what Jesus really looked like? (laughs) And she said, well, what, what do you mean? And I showed her a picture on my phone and I go, this is what he really looked like. And she said, well, how do you know that? So for those of you that are unfamiliar with the Shroud of Turin, the Shroud of Turin is the burial cloth of Jesus. And when he resurrected, he actually uh, burned an image of himself with whatever the glory was that resurrected him. And so they've had this cloth for thousands of years and everybody was afraid to touch it because they didn't have the technology to touch it. And when we got to the point where we could scientifically study it and really carefully not keep it preserved as we do, they were able to tell, um, make a three-dimensional image of what was wrapped in that cloth. And another scientist uh, was able to create a almost like a 3D printing of what Jesus looked like in the way he was wrapped in the cloth. It looks like it's a sort of a sculpture, but it's, I think it's 3D printed from the three-dimensional cloth images. And somebody else took the face of Jesus and colored it, brought it to life in an image that looks like a photograph. And his eyes were closed, obviously, when he died. So it's actually the death mask 
picture of Jesus. This is crazy. So, um, the person who I think did a really good job of depicting that without even knowing this was Mel Gibson when he did the makeup and the prosthetics on Jim Caviezel for the Passion of the Christ. Because if you look at a picture of Jim Caviezel and you look at this picture of Jesus, everything about the face is the same, except the eyes are a little different because those are actually Jim Caviezel's eyes. But uh, anyway, so that's what we were talking about. And it's just really fascinating. And, you know, it helps when we're talking about fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's, it helps to have a person picture image of what we're talking about. Thank you for sharing that. You know, what's really hard about seeing these images I mean, there's like over 10,000 comments and you should just see all the things like people are saying, thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for us. I love you. Mm -hmm. This makes me cry. And at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm so grateful for what Christ did for us. Someone said, I mm -hmm. love Jesus and I'm not ashamed to say so. It's mm -hmm. just like reading all these gratitude quotes. One of the comments talks about, wow, look at all the lashes that he took to his body. And you can see yeah, it in the yeah. image. There are over 600 there's uh, over 600 wounds on his body. Yeah, wow. over 600 wounds. Yeah. The one on his side, I don't know if you're able to see that, uh, Ricky, on the sculpture itself. The one on, its si on his side was a massive gash. I mean, really huge. I wonder what that mm -hmm. was. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Maybe when they crazy. cut him on the side and water and blood came out when they sliced That's him on the right. side to see if he was dead. You know, to see if he if he had died and water and blood came out of that side. Oh my goodness, you're mm -hmm. right. The Bible is real. This is crazy. John 1934. One of the soldiers struck his spear into Jesus' side and blood and water came out. Well, Holy moly. Right. This is yeah. so good. And people think that the nails went through the palm. They didn't. They went through the wrist. You can see that on the sculpture as well. People often depict Jesus that they put the nails through his hands. They actually put the nails through his wrist. And you can see that on the on the shroud as well. Wow. But the reason that it wasn't on the middle, middle of your hand is he the nails would have broken bones and it said he didn't break any bones. Yeah. And the other thing is that your hands would the flesh in your hands would not have had the weight to handle his body it would have ripped through his hands. So they put it, they put the nails through his wrist and you can see that on the shroud as well. Yeah. His the, legs weren't broken. You can see his legs, all the lashes, but that the, the lashes is what gets me like that's, he mm -hmm. did that for me and he did that for you. And he did that for the person listening to take our sin and cast our sin as far as the East is from the West. That was supposed to be the, the most painful way you could die just straight up without forget 600 wounds on mm -hmm. top of it you slowly suffocate but it isn't even just that it was the um spiritual weight of taking on the sin of all people mm -hmm. that that people don't understand the actual separation that he had to uh he was he was separated from himself because he's part of the trinity and he was ripped from that the anguish connected to that, we can't even imagine. There's no way we would even be able to understand what the sacrifice actually cost him. Um, wow. But for us, so it gives gives us more gratitude for salvation, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for salvation and the redemption of our sins. And 
goodness. I just, I love Jesus so much more for seeing that video. So I will be sure to link uh, the video. It's on YouTube. It's a news article actually, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Documenting the statue and his face. And there are a couple other images mm-hmm. that you can see. So we're talking about why are we going to fix our eyes on Jesus? How do we fix our eyes on Jesus? I mean, to be honest, I feel like we just discussed how (laughs) you picture him as a person, not a thing. I mean, he's not uh, a statue. He is a person and we can close our eyes and fix our eyes on Jesus. And he is real. Yeah. But what I really wanted to dive into with that question is really Mm -hmm. about the eyes of your heart. Okay. That it's not this, you're not, you're not looking at him just with your physical eyes, looking at that picture. It is really seeing and experiencing him in your spirit. First of all, the Lord commands us to fix our eyes on Jesus in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and sin, which so easily and cleverly entangles, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race set before us, looking away from all that will distract and focusing our eyes on Jesus who is the author and perfecter of our faith, the first incentive for our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him, endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and his completion of his work. So, what we get from this verse is that why should we fix Arise on Jesus, it's not just a command, which he always equips what he commands, and that command is connected to our destinies, our very reason for being born on this planet, because it says he's the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who brings our faith to maturity. But it was the reason that he went through his suffering on the cross mm-hmm. to bring us back into communion with the Godhead, with the Father, the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why we want to fix our eyes. And we choose Jesus because he's he was a man, and we can imagine what that looks like easier. We can also fix our eyes on the Father if you imagine or are able to picture him as a a father. Jesus is our father as well. Mm -hmm. But It is using the eyes and ears of our heart that gives us the capability. And what does that mean? Ephesians 1.18 says, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded by the light of the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you the riches of his glory his Mm -hmm. glorious inheritance in all the saints god's people so what he's saying is that the lord gave you eyes of your heart which is a spiritual sense and the spiritual sense is connected to your imagination yeah when you surrender your imagination to the lord you sanctify it so that God can use it to show you things in the spirit. 
We also have ears of the heart, which uh, the Lord promises my sheep hear my voice. That's also the quiet, still voice of the Lord speaking to you in your spirit. So it's another spiritual sense. We have other spiritual senses, but we won't talk about them now uh, because we're, we're focusing on, on the eyes. But yeah. I just wanted to to say that because it's like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm just looking at a picture of Jesus. Is that all I'm doing? No, no, you're actually, you're actually going much farther than that when yeah. you, when you uh, go into this. Yeah. Much deeper in relationship for anybody who's listening to this and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, how do you dive in deep? Um, and you like to like read and you want to just know how this looks practically David in Psalms, when he's praying to God, that to me, I don't know about you, Dr. Patty, but that is like, that is it. That is a deep relationship with Jesus where you are giving him everything. You are talking to him about everything. You're, you're praising God for who he is and what he's done and the authority that the Lord has over all. Um, but it's just really a beautiful picture of the cry of our hearts when we do surrender all to Jesus and we experience him in our spirit. I don't know. Do you feel that way? All of the Psalms. I mean, there's a pattern that you can observe in David's Psalms Mm -hmm. and you can see it. I actually had the privilege. The Lord gave me a a cool Jesus encounter where I was able to watch David write a Psalm and I was able to observe. What's interesting. If you look at the Psalms, he pours his heart out to the Lord. Yeah. And then he pauses. He pauses. What's he doing? He's looking and listening for God to reframe it for him. You know, because he's like, oh, my enemies are against me and they're all trying to kill me and I feel so alone and I'm in trouble, you know. Yeah. Then there's a pause and then he's reframed because he's just encountered God in his heart. Mm-hmm. And then he switches to, but you are my redeemer. You will fight for me. You are my God. You are my Psalms 55. That's why he's the man after God's old heart. Yeah. I mean, I just encourage you who's listening, like Google a Psalms, like Google a Psalms, just go for it. Um, but Psalms 55, 22 came up when I was searching some Psalms with David. And uh, it says, give your burdens to the Lord. He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. I just love that. It's like, if you need encouragement, there you go. But I will call on God and the Lord will rescue me. Who needs rescuing today from any small or big situation? Like, Lord, save me. Save me, Lord. (laughs) Oh, goodness. David is so great. Okay. We're talking about hearing God's voice, but we're also talking about fixing our eyes on Jesus, the main thing. I just wanted to read Ephesians 1 verse 18 again. This is in the New Living Translation. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Mm -hmm. Man, you are his rich and glorious inheritance. Don't forget that. Since we spent so much time at the beginning of this episode, speaking about the sacrifice that Jesus went through as our Savior, I thought it would be a great idea to include here a encounter that I did for the encountering the 
Love of God book in the Meet the Savior chapter where you will have an opportunity to watch him resurrect and then have a conversation with Jesus. So that's what we'll do in a bit. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. Take a deep breath in and out. In and out. Relax and fix your eyes on the Savior. Oh, Savior, we thank you and we welcome your presence. And we and we ask that you would show us. Open the eyes and ears of our hearts and show us what we need to see and hear from you today. I want you to reflect for a moment on the last week of Jesus' life. Picture him riding on the colt through Jerusalem, people cheering and throwing palm branches before him. Now see him in the upper room talking with the disciples about his body and his blood at the Last Supper, holding up a piece of bread and a glass of wine and passing it around, talking about what that means. Now see him bent over in the Garden of Gethsemane, weeping and crying out to God in the moonlight, alone, agonizing and praying with the sweat that looked like droplets of blood pouring off his dripping off his beard and then hear from a distance and see the torches of the soldiers 
on their way to come take him away. Now see him getting whipped and beaten, spit on and mocked. Now see him on the cross, bleeding, suffering, gore of it. Now you find yourself in a pitch dark cave. You can't see anything, but the room feels small. You feel the cold and dampness and realize that you are inside the grave tomb of Jesus. You still can't see anything, but notice the smell of the burial spices. Suddenly the room is filled with a bright light and you can see the mummified body of Jesus. Layers of cloth strips and anointing spices bind his body and make him look like a large mummy. To your left and behind you, you see two more stone beds carved into the cave. Then suddenly you see a curious sparkling light like diamonds flashing in the bright light. It begins at his head and moves like a scanner over his entire body. You see the holographic image of Jesus begin to sit up through the cloths. And as he does, the mummy cloths fall to the stone bed underneath him. He turns and begins to stand. And before your eyes, he solidifies and is standing right in front of you. He took the strips that bound his head and fold them neatly in place, separating them for the rest of the burial fabric. Then he smiles and winks at you and calls you by name. He waves you to sit with him on the grave bed behind you. He's so happy to share this moment with you. While you sit with him, a wave of love washes over you. You're going to spend a few minutes talking with him and asking him a couple questions. And when he's ready, after he's finished answering them, he'll stand up and wave his hand and roll the stone away and walk out of the burial cave. But for now, sit with him and ask him these two questions. Lord, why were you willing to go through all of this?
And then, why would you do it for me? Allow your heart to receive everything he's saying. And then take some moments for that. And then after that, carefully reflect on what he said and journal it. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that experience with Jesus and have a greater appreciation of what he accomplished for you on the cross. And I hope you also check out part two, where we look at the switches that will help you change from your perspective to Jesus's. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.